Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday in the book of Hebrews, we had been talking in chapter 7, verse 11 and 12 about a change in the priesthood. It says, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. The emphasis, the giving of the law of Moses to the people, that that would have made them perfect, and then following all the outward uh, requirements and recommendations of the law, that that would have made them perfect, but that is not the case. It says, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? Now, this had already been pre-planned by God in his foreknowledge and his understanding and great wisdom of all things, the priesthood which Aaron and the Levites were to operate in was going to be temporary. One day it would cease as far as the sacrifices were concerned for sin to be made righteous before God and be accepted and atoned for. One day the the type and the shadows and the patterns that were given to Moses for the building of the tabernacle and were given to David also for the building of Solomon's temple. Not only did the tabernacle and the temple typify, and we can see Jesus in the tabernacle itself in almost every single facet, whether it's the 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 gold or the silver or the the copper the brass as some would call it uh or whether it's all the five different types of sacrifices or whether it's all the feast and the festivals that were given everything pointed to Jesus everything a shadow a shadow a shadow a shadow but Jesus being the real thing and also the the forerunner of good things to come, then is given and is is given to us an example in the in the law, in the giving of the law, in the way that the people were brought out of Egypt uh, through the sacrifice of the Passover. All of these things represent, and we find Christ in these things. And they are supposed to be for our admonition, for our learning. The things that were written beforehand were written for the purpose that we should learn from them. And then, of course, the priesthood that Jesus was going to follow after, the order of Melchizedek, we find the forerunner, uh, this individual, uh, king of uh, king of, of Jerusalem or, or, or king of the city of peace. And we find him receiving from Abraham the tithes uh, of, of battle, the, the tithes of, uh, and, 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 and this, this man blessed Abraham. Well, it's after the order of this man known as Melchizedek from which uh, uh, Jesus is made the high priest. Well, 
being made the high priest, then the order requires that there be other priests that follow alongside with it. Not other high priests, but uh, other priests. And that is, as Israel was called to be a holy nation, a peculiar people, a special treasure unto God, we also are called a holy nation. We are called a peculiar people. And as I had made mention in one of the past uh, studies, the scripture says that we are the apple of his eye. Now, to understand the apple of his eye, you have to understand that when the eye is looking at something, there is an image that the eye sees. And the image that the eye sees is the very little thing uh, 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 and, and it's identified in scripture as the little man. God is looking at you. And when you consider the size of our being in his presence and in his eyes, it looks like a little man, a little man in the pupil of the eye. Well, because we are the apple of his eye and because we are important uh, to him, he is looking at us. He's looking to redeem us. He's looking to love us. He's looking to have grace on us. He's looking to have mercy. He's looking to bless us. But at the same time, uh, he's looking to make sure that things are, are, are in such a way and nature that we do not shut him out of our lives. Therefore, there comes an important scripture uh, to us that if today, if you were to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, do not harden your heart. Now, let's see how this ties in. So let's continue reading. It says in Hebrews seven eleven, uh, If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there of another priest that should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? We also have to remember that Jesus was of the tribe of Judah, not of the tribe of Levi. So it was uh, Judah was the kingly tribe. That's where all the kings came from. Levi was the tribe from where all the high priests and the priests that ministered came from. For it says in uh, Hebrews 7.12, For a priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. So if there is a change in the priesthood, the high priesthood and the priesthood itself, and the way that things are done, then there is a necessity also made of the law, it being changed. And of course it was. The law required all the external, exterior requirements of Israel doing certain things, but it could never change the heart. It could never transform them or give them eternal life. We learned yesterday that Jesus Christ, he crucified uh, our sins uh, to the cross, but he also blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he took it out of the way, nailing 
nailing it to his cross. And of course, at the same time, he made a, 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 an open show of principalities by spoiling them and by uh, uh, triumphing over them. Now, when God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, And all this took place right as soon as the Passover was over. In other words, uh, as soon as uh, the death angel had passed and had done its work, they were to eat the Passover and they were to have their sandals on and get ready to march out. It says in Jeremiah, this was what God said to them. Chapter 7, verse 22 and 23 I spoke not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But instead, this is the thing that God commanded them in verse 23. But this is the thing I told them, saying, Obey my voice. I will be your God, and you shall be my people. Walk in all the ways that I command you, that it may be well with you. And then, of course, uh, by by the time they had come out and they had run out of water, they're already uh, murmuring and complaining. Uh, but God tells them, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God and obey his statutes, obey his, his word, obey what he has to say, if you listen to his voice, if you listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying today to you, to me, to us, if we listen as the body of Christ, we find that the Holy Spirit is speaking to the seven churches of Revelation. That would include us. And he said, has an ear to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, when we go to the book of Second uh, uh, Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 2 onward, it says, You are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. A reminder that the law was given on tablets of stone. Now the Spirit of God writes the law, writes these things in our hearts, but He writes them in such a way that they are visible and are manifestly open to be read of all men. In other words, uh, they say a word is, uh, uh, no, no, a picture is worth a thousand words. <clears throat> what they see is what they are going to look at and judge and say, this is the true or this is not the true. This is the way or this is not the way. Well, by looking at us, they can tell by the way we walk. In fact, the scripture goes on to say uh, in the book of Second uh, Kings concerning uh, the prophet, not Elijah, but Elijah, uh, the one with an S-H-A at the end, how the Shemanite woman, 
how she decided to build uh, the prophet and his servant a a little room so that they could stay in. And uh, she made this declaration. I believe that this man is a, a man of God, a holy man, just from the way that he eats. She was able to discern who he was from the way he eats. Can you imagine in today's world and in today's uh, time and age that we live in, can the world say the same of us when they see us sitting down and eating? When we uh, go to a buffet and we're no different than anybody else that is in line that is of the world? To be able to distinguish this person is different just by the way that they eat? Well, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, as we continue reading, And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who has made us able ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Now he's talking here about the letter. He's talking about the law. The law will put us to death if we try to live by and according to the law. But instead, if we walk in the Spirit, we live in the Spirit, we walk according to faith, we fulfill the law of God and its requirements for us because that is the way that the new order of ministering in the priesthood of Christ, our Lord, things are done. It's not like the old way of Moses and Aaron, but many of the patterns and the types and the shadows, we live out the real thing. God has made us ministers of the new covenant, not of the law, the letter of the law, but we are to minister the Spirit. It is not for us to go up and tell people what the law says, but we are to minister what the Spirit says, and then the law is ministered to the heart by the Holy Spirit by writing it in their hearts so that they live and walk according to that which is the law of God. But it says in chapter uh, 3 in verse 7, But if the, the, the ministration of death written on engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory is done away with. Wherefore, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, and proved me, and saw my works for forty years, Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said they will always err in their hearts and they do not know my ways. 
because of that, they could not serve God. They, they could not follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit speaking to them. So in Romans 7 verse 6, it says, Now we are delivered from the law, being dead, uh, being dead wherein we were held by that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So we don't serve according to the exterior. We serve walking in the spirit according to the interior. The new man, the new heart, the new that God has done and created in us. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We've run out of time, but the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.